0: Hello and welcome to Boxcutters episode three hundred and thirty-one. The chicken is the biscuit. My name <laughs> is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hocking. Hey. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. You know, this is uh, th- this has been an interesting week for uh, for TV because I discovered there was a show that I missed. Oh. That started while I was uh, while, while I was overseas. Which show was that? And it's uh, with uh, Sean McAuliffe on Channel Ten. Oh
1: yeah, uh, small d- murders
0: d- or whatever. Yeah, well, it was described to me as Sean McAuliffe Murder Show, which
1: sounds right up your That's, alley. Yeah,
0: it sounds right up my alley. Uh, so I tried to watch it on the uh, on the Channel Ten
1: website w-
0: website viewer. Uh-huh. I have never before encountered such a ba- they would. <laughs> so it's split Uh-oh. into six. Sections. The episode is split into six sections. What? So that they can mm-hmm. fit six ads in. They put an ad at the start oh, of each no. section. However, the sections just end at some arbitrary moment halfway through a scene. Are you sure that's not just Sean McAuliffe, though? Pretty sure. Being half- it, it was just terrible. Why would they even do that? Like, they just have no care. So when, when we speak later about how Channel 10 is just dying... Mm. And how we spoke last week about how Channel 10 is just mm-hmm. in the toilet. It's because they have no understanding of what people actually want to see. And what people want to see is shows.
1: But remember, remember before the break, we had, we had a big, long discussion about the networks and some of these players and that sort of stuff. And, and you were saying, well, they have to do these things because that's how they make their money and that's how the shows get made. I think creating a website where that happens, someone's gone, well, that's what happens on YouTube. Like on YouTube, you might watch a show with, you know, five, ten-minute bits, yeah, but and someone's gone, oh, put some ads in it, ah, it's the same thing. But
0: that's because some asshole has tried to get around the copyright yeah, I laws know. on YouTube. I know,
1: but what I'm saying is, if the network isn't thinking about how do our viewers want to see this, they're thinking about how can we get advertising dollars through this channel... Yeah. That's, so that's, w- that's how they're looking at it. That, they're not looking at it as a viewer experience.
0: So basically, I just want to punch them in the head.
1: Okay, good.
0: Coming up later on in the show, we're going to have one thing. Uh, we will also be have speaking me. about girls.
1: Because I'm here because I'm a girl. Because
0: you're here and you're a girl. Last week, we spoke about how it's being covered in the media this week.
1: I have opinions on that also. Which you can share. Oh. We've got an I don't
0: buy it. is. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got Brenna Courtney Glazebrook. Hello.
2: Hi. Oh, hey, Brenna. Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> hey. uh, so, so you're you're going to pay close attention to everything we say and then look up other cool stuff, and that's going to be your cherry on top later on in the show. Yes,
2: it certainly is. So, guys, inspire me, <laughs> okay,
0: and uh, also pork, and we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. So, Brett, remember how Channel 10, uh, about uh, 18 months ago, hired a Channel 7 wunderkind to uh, to come and save their network, and then he <laughs> had the job for 12 months, and it didn't go well? Yes. And then they sacked him last week. Yes. Yeah. That happened so, last week. Yeah. So, then this week, Channel 10 hired Adam Boland, who is a wunderkind from Channel 7, Sunrise. who is going to come onto Channel 10 and save them, in, apparently. In 12 months? Uh, no, I think I think he's starting shortly, uh, which just means that he's going to end probably twelve, uh, probably six months earlier. It's than, a surefire uh, plan.
1: That's why would they? What j- Development. <laughs> what I just? They just? They have no clue. Also, the fact that their last Wunderkind created their Channel Ten breakfast show, which was the biggest disaster since Hiroshima. Yes. And then, so they hire someone who's most famous for making a breakfast show. Yep. To, like, because
0: they they want to do another breakfast show. They want to improve the breakfast show, right? And and the thing is that their breakfast shows, I, I think, rated all right when they were kids' cartoons. Yeah, uh, and probably quite cheap. To, to but this show was this was
1: back when when channel in the nineties when Channel Ten first you know launched in the first place. It was just like it's television for young people, so it wasn't even trying to fight you know with the big boys. Now then. it's just television
0: for dumb idiots. No offense. mm
1: Hmm. I think I, I think
0: I I need to just stop covering channel like just just stop covering Australian television because then we we also have the relaxation of uh, Australian media ownership laws which Conroy is uh, <laughs> is is looking into at the moment and mm-hmm. everyone's got their hand out to try to snatch some other bit of media the idea about these uh, cross media ownership laws were such that Kerry Packer could mm, not also Send his messages out through other media.
1: Yeah, you pick one. You yeah. can have one pony in the race. Right. And so they're they're loosening it so you can have more than one now.
0: You can have more than one, probably because each one is worth a lot less yep. than, than it used to be. So that's, that is that is kind of fair enough. But it is a, a whole bunch of people just struggling to buy up as much dying media as Which possible. Which is interesting
1: because it, it doesn't seem like anybody has a particular plan on how to... Well, I suppose maybe we haven't heard of it because that's why they're fighting about it. But it doesn't seem like there's any big plan on how they're going to rejuvenate it or, you know that they're going to develop in such a way that it will make the money it used to or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. No. But then why are they buying it? That's the question. Because Stop they, other people from doing it. Well,
0: why did they hire Adam Boland? Why Why did they...
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, why don't they just give up, <laughs> I suppose. Why,
0: why don't they just give up or why don't they try something new? Mm. That's... A, that's where I'm sitting on it. Right. Also, this relaxation by Conroy uh,
3: in the media ownership regulation seems to be driven by what is saying that uh, it's it's basically a new age and, and with the uh, advent of, of the internet and broadcasting companies through that, that uh, the, the local terrestrial free-to-air... Uh, stations aren't as important as they were. But what it means is that we don't actually have a, a local content well, requirements yeah. or industry, or that it's. it looks like he's just looking to bang several more nails in the coffin. But
1: we haven't had that for a while, though, to be fair. And it's not like it was taken particularly seriously.
0: And, and the other thing you're going to get is uh, probably longer life for your. Uh, for for your TV networks because they could be subsidised by the radio stations because radio stations are generally profitable.
1: Is that just because people still have radios in their cars?
0: Yes. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That that is. That I is actually exactly cannot
1: I remember the last time I listened to the radio.
0: Really?
1: No, I plugged my iPhone into my car and that's what I listen to.
0: I I listen to I listen uh, to
1: podcasts. Mm.
0: I, I listen to AM. In the morning, the uh, half-hour news that. show. It
1: made me mad. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: <laughs> That's because it's the news. Yeah, possibly. The world today, PM. I, I heard something interesting this week, uh, which I don't have a news item about, but Nielsen in the US are uh, starting to count uh, Hulu and uh, HBO.com as part of the ratings. That's
1: good. About time somebody started doing that.
0: I think when Nielsen starts redefining what television mm. is... Mm it's time for everybody to just go, oh, we've missed that boat. Yeah. Because that's the ship. It's sailed.
1: That's exciting, though. I think the fact that that is finally changing.
0: But is, it, you know, is Oztam going to do it here? Probably not. Because Probably the, five
1: years after they do it overseas. Like, and the, the networks
0: own Oztam.
1: Yeah, it's true. So they're not going to be keen to do it. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's so ridiculous, isn't it?
0: It really It really it's is. It's crazy. Speaking of ships having sailed. Yeah. Mm. Here's to absent friends, Aww. Peter Harvey, Canberra. What a, a, a excellent, excellent journo uh, did did great work for for Channel Nine for years and years. A magnificent voice, mm-hmm. uh, a, a voice that uh, probably couldn't be on radio because it too was deep. too mellifluous. Uh, so he uh, he uh, d- developed pancreatic cancer, not uh, that long ago, late last it? year, and yeah. well that. That stuff goes
3: quickly. Yeah,
1: if it's in there.
0: He was 68, so it's
3: it's not like he was taken out of his prime or anything.
1: Well, it's still it's still a loss.
0: It is, it is a loss. Uh, and a really nice uh, obit written by his daughter. Yeah, I didn't the, read uh, that because cry- I would cry. I didn't read that because of crying.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have enough liquid to spare.
0: Yeah, but really, really good and uh, and, and uh, helped helped realize just how much he had shaped. Uh, Journalism in uh, in the nun newsroom and, uh, and and reporting from Canberra as, as a political
1: correspondent. Well, I suppose it's, you know, once that that sort of generation, that group of journos starts to die, you know, they, they seem to not be retiring so much. But that will be, you know, a real um, turning yep. point for a lot of the media.
3: They won't have no TV journos left. Not real ones.
1: Oh, uh, We'll just mm. have the, you know, the little popperty ones who, you know. Do
3: what they're media told.
1: hmm well,
0: that's good. That's not good, Josh.
1: Well, What's better than Michelle Grattan.
0: At least they can read. That's <laughs> true. And that is the Box Cutters News.
2: Hi, this is Genevieve Lemon, and you are listening to Box Cutters, you lucky, lucky people.
0: Courtney Hawking. Josh Canal. You have two X chromosomes. I do. You were in your 20s.
1: Until 6 months ago, Josh. It's not even that long. It's, it's ago. not even
0: it's not even that long ago. So you would remember what it's like to be a young woman in uh, in New York in her <laughs> mid 20s in New York. Yes. And the uh, the the confusion uh that that sets with it. Mm. And you've been watching girls.
1: I have been watching girls.
0: You've seen all of season 1? I have. You've seen all of season 2 so far? I have. Far. Yes. Uh Please tell us your thoughts. Please, please tell us your thoughts.
1: Yeah, beg. Please. Beg. No, you've got to really mean it. No, I see this is so meta. It's great. Um, so, I have been watching Girls. I initially had the same reaction, which I think most people did, which was, this sounds heinous and I'm going to hate it, so I'm not going to watch it. And then I watched it and it's amazing. Uh, it's. Uh, I listened to you, you guys talk about it a bit uh, last week. And I think it was interesting talking about how there's much more discussion about sort of the elements of the show more than there are about the actual show in and of itself. Um, but I think, I think one point that didn't get made that should be made about that is it's, it's a very – it's a, an especially uh, gender-based criticism that comes from women and men of girls that we talk about her body and, you know, like, why you like this, when we wouldn't make that same criticism of, say, like, Louie or Bored to Death, which I think is a far more self-indulgent show about, you know, white, upper-middle-class, rich guys who hang out in New York and get stoned and pretend to go on adventures together. There's, like, a bit more realism to this than there is, but it's it seems very, I find it quite amazing that there are more criticisms of shows that are trying to push boundaries than there are of shows that just don't bother at all. Mm-hmm. So like with Girls, obviously it comes from a fairly feminist perspective. And what I find really fascinating about it is it's it's essentially the first show I have ever seen out of any show in the entire world that comes from the view of the world that is matriarchal. I have never, ever seen a show like that, which is essentially this is how women think about men, even the men aren't even that well written because they're clearly written by a woman who doesn't necessarily understand what men are like, which gives me this great insight into what being a man must be like, watching everything else and not knowing how women think, which I think is quite fascinating, really. Um, Do you guys find the the female voices, the male voices convincing or realistic? I I find
0: all of the... I find all of the dialogue quite uh oh there's there's quite characteristic mm. there's there's no i don't find realism in any of the dialogue mm. so the uh the boys i the the other thing is I know that boys in their twenties mm. are messed up yeah right they have no idea what's going on, but they just want the uh they they want to be wanted in some way.
1: Yeah,
0: all of that comes across. Yes. So she's she she has that she she has that down. I think the uh, none of the dialogue is is realistic. No. For for a show that has such realistic emotions, the dialogue is there to serve the emotions. Not, yes. Not vice versa, and and I think that's important.
1: Yes, I find it interesting um i think it's very comparable to louis which is obviously my spirit animal tv show um and i find that interesting when you watch louis it's it's absurdist it's completely in his voice so even the other characters they, they talk to you like he talks you know nobody talks like that they just talk like that because he imagined them um but it's quite absurdist in a lot of ways like he goes on a date with someone and then she gets into a helicopter to escape the mm-hmm. date which would never happen, obviously. And it's and it's in service of making that emotion real. And I think girls is the same, but with less kind of... It's less... It seems less intentional, but it doesn't seem mistaken. It doesn't seem mistaken, but it seems less like, oh, I'm being absurdist to make this emotional point. There's like the genuine feeling comes through the things.
0: Can, can you give an example of something that is absurdist in...
1: In girls. In girls? Well, I don't think it is absurdist. That's oh, what I so, mean. Sorry. I, no, no. I, I'm not explaining it awfully well. Um, <laughs> things things are absurd, but I wouldn't say they're absurdist. Right. Right? So, you know, she uh, Hannah goes to a dance party and swaps tops with someone and ends up wearing this mesh singlet that you can completely see through, and she's walking around wearing that. Yep. Um And... It serves the part that she is, you know, high. She's never taken these drugs before, so she's ridiculously high. Um, she's out of control and doesn't really know what she's doing. She doesn't really care what other people think. And also that she is, like, vulnerable at that time, but she's so focused on having the adventure that she doesn't see her own vulnerability. So it's it's kind of like it's like a lower-down level of absurd. It's not absurdist, but it's...
0: But it's it's absurd, and, and yeah. so one of the, one of the things that I really like about that that episode in mm. particular uh, is so so much of the show is about her worrying what other people think. Yes, it's in her clothes, it's in the way she acts, it's in what she wants to do with her life, mm. it's in it's in all of that, and then in this one episode, she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, uh, except. The the only thing that matters to her is having the best time possible.
1: Yeah, which is so rare for her. Yes, and
0: yeah. and which is given to her as an assignment for writing.
1: Yes, but and that's very telling of her character in that she only really is living her life in service of her art. Yeah, and or, the rest of the time she's sort of muddling through and
0: art or artifice, like the, Yeah, it's, it's that surface thing of this is real, Hannah serving yeah, surface so, Hannah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and so much of it is about. You know, it's it's all about it's all about her. You know, it's completely about how we. There's no, I mean, the latest episode was about her friend Jessa, and we go to visit her her father and his new wife, played by Ben Mendelssohn, not the wife, the father.
0: The the the, the wife was Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Oh, who has some pact with the devil?
1: <laughs>
0: I don't. Anyway, go on.
1: Um. And it's sort of strange because we don't often have episodes where we see them not being surrounded by Hannah and she's even in it. And it would have been, I think it would have been almost more interesting to see that episode without her there. It sort of seems strange, but there still has to be like, it's top and tailed with Hannah talking to Jessa. And then at the end, Hannah has this sort of breakthrough about, you know, actually, my parents have been really good to me and I'm going to ring them and thank them and they don't believe her and they yell at her because they think she's asking them for something by saying nice things
0: Which, which was perfect
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's that perfect thing of you try to be honest with your parents and they just and they don't believe you.
1: Yes I think this, I think this show also shows, it's the first realistic um, portrayal of the relationship between Gen Y and Baby Boomers and that codependency that they have with each other I think you read a lot about – I read a lot of articles in the paper about, oh, these kids stay home until they're 30 and they don't get a job and they don't get married and blah, blah, And there's no consideration of the fact that the parents often want to stay young. They want to be – they don't want to admit that they have adult children and now they're, you know, old. They're retired. You can go on and do something else. So it suits them. And in that, re- in that episode, you could really see that she – like, Hannah's got, like, coolsy kind of parents – um, and they, they do cut her off financially, but there's still, you know, still a bond with them and it's her pulling away from it more than it is them pushing her away, I think, in their relationship. And then in, in Jess's relationship with her father, she has this really sort of poignant moment where um, she's trying to explain to him that he's really hurt her and not been a particularly good parent. And he says, well, you haven't really been that good to me either. And she says, but I'm the child. I'm meant to be the child.
0: And if she was a better actor, that would oh, have been such a great scene.
1: Yeah, she's not great, is she? She's
0: she, she's not. But the character is is spot on. Yes. I know, in in my twenties, I knew so many people who were like that. Yeah. And I could never learn to stay away from them because they are poison.
1: Yes, absolutely. And they yeah, they've never come to the realization that other people are real.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, c- can we talk about episode five? Because we were asked yes. specifically to talk about episode five.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, episode five is the the one where uh, where Hannah uh, is is working in the cafe in the morning. A man comes in angry that someone has uh, has been throwing out garbage in his bin. It turns out that it was Hannah, and she goes over to apologise and ends up having like a three day affair. It was really controversial.
1: How so? Well,
0: people uh, p- people were really angry about it. They found it self indulgent. They a lot of people were, and again, this is this is about how it's being covered. Mm.
1: But uh, still, I'm I'm interested.
0: A, a lot of people were saying, "Well, he was just way too good looking for her." <sighs>
1: uh,
0: that because
1: that's been a problem on TV since when? Yeah. Yeah.
0: The uh,
1: Like whenever we see anything where Seth Rogen gets to have sex with anybody ever, nobody s- ever goes, why?
0: I know someone who's really hot for Seth Rogen.
1: Well, they're the only one. Mm. So good he's, luck with
0: he's that. He's leaving the country shortly. Good. I think it was just the, uh, oh, it's just an episode about her having sex all weekend or, or something like that. And also so the,
1: her one, her little onesie outfit that seemed to annoy people as well. Right. But you know what? I spent a lot of my 20s wearing clothes that were patently inappropriate for my body shape <laughs> because they are fashionable, right? And that's what you do. That's the cool thing that, you know, young women are wearing. And so you're like, well, I'm going to wear it. And your mum goes, you look ridiculous. And you go, screw you, it's popular. I'm wearing it. Yeah. But you, you do look ridiculous because you haven't got to the age where you go, I'm going to wear things that suit me, not, you know. And what I find fascinating about Hannah's, that relationship, and also the relationship between Marnie and Booth Jonathan Mm. The um the artist, um the intense genius artist is both of those things. They're ex- experiences that similar to experiences that I've had in my twenties that I haven't thought to pass that way, either emotionally or intellectually, or even discuss with people necessarily. And yet, when I saw them in this show, it was the first time I went, "Oh, that." That's a thing that happens to people. Yep. You know, like that's not just my weird life that I don't tell anyone, you know, which is so rare when we talk about, you know, how people see themselves reflected in the media and, you know, the influence the media has on normalising certain behaviours and whatever. That was really the first time I had seen those things and thought about relationships in my 20s and went, oh, that's a thing that people do.
0: One of the things I really liked about this episode was the... That, that it existed as a uh, as a mirror to the episode last season where Hannah spent the weekend with her parents
1: yes that's true yep
0: and it's uh, it's Hannah in the company of adults <laughs> for, for one of a better word uh, and and how she behaves around them and how this is her growing up. Mm. It starts with her trying to face, trying to be responsible for her own actions Mm. and, and take responsibility uh, and ends with her being, having a bit more agency than when she started uh, compared to the episode uh, last season with her parents where she was, constantly trying to work out who she was and doing what other people wanted to do. Mm. I thought it worked perfectly that way. Yeah. But again, this is a, a, a case of people talking about uh, talking about the show, not about what happens on the show.
1: Yeah, I, I don't read any descriptions about... I suppose the Onion AV Club does it. That's the only real review that I've seen that regularly talks about what is happening with the characters and mm. what's happening on the show. Um, which is very frustrating um, and very um, it's sort of a, a real shame I think that there has there's so much you know like every every website has a thick piece about girls every you know three days because everyone wants to read about it, but there's no real talk about the show in and of itself, but I think I I find it very hard to believe that someone who's twenty six could write a show like this and create it and have that much perspective on something that happened to them probably last week.
0: She is a she she's a, a bit a bit of a freak. Her hey. her understanding of self is extraordinary. Uh or <laughs> or she is just very lucky, or her dad helped her with her homework.
1: Yeah. But, I do think um I think that I, I read one particular review, and and people were arguing about this particular episode, and uh, and then also this latest episode with uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and I was reading in the comments this this man was saying, oh, I think, I watch it. I don't. I really like it. I think you know none of you really understand what it's about. It's about it's a show about you know these young women and how they've been influenced and in some ways ruined by the older men in their lives <laughs> like, oh, no way to
0: make it about you old man yeah
1: yeah which i find fascinating but i i really think uh as as a young woman <laughs> recently out of her 20s it's it's obvious that i would be passionate about it um, but i think it is really um on a sort of generational level and also just sort of an insight into the experience of younger women because we often talk a lot about in, you know, just in our culture we talk a lot about younger women all the time but we talk about them as objects a lot of the time. We don't talk about what their experience of life is and I think it's very good for people to watch this show no matter what age group or gender they are to have that insight into this particular group of people because it seems like we should know them and we don't and this is a really great chance to do that.
3: Are you one of those that follows, 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 Pepsi Pepsi is putting Coke into their mouths no, no, no. no, 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 no. as much as I, I want. The, Got the sly look, sly
1: look, sly look. Hello, hello, hello,
2: hello, hello, hello.
3: hello This is Jesus, Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. and I'll Go down on you.
0: So I don't watch a lot of live television. I think we're all uh, aware of that, hmm. and I very rarely come to us with, and I don't buy it these days. Hmm. But
1: here you are. I
0: know. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited too. I was watching,
0: as we discussed last week with, with Nellie, I tried to watch My Kitchen Rules and MasterChef The Professionals. At the same and, time? Yeah, just flicking from one to the other. And Sounds painful. It was, look, I, it was like a Band-Aid, just ripped the whole thing off. <laughs> yep, alright. I wanted to know uh, what each show was about, but I also ended up seeing a whole bunch of the ads. And so many of the ads are about losing weight.
1: Oh, how depressing.
0: Because these are shows that are for people who don't feel very good about themselves. Is, are they? Is my, my, oh, so there was, uh, there was Ashley Martin hair loss and there was losing weight. So an ad for hair loss. I know. Weird. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to or not? Do you want to be bald? Just do it. Got too much up there. Yeah. A- and then I saw this ad for... Uh, it-, it is called... Reductor.
2: Often successful weight loss can also be about appetite control. Reductor is a naturally derived appetite suppressant that can help you reduce your appetite, your hunger, your portion size and your urge to snack because you stop feeling hungry. Reductor's scientifically researched formula can help suppress your appetite so you eat less and don't feel hungry. With Reductor, you can have more control over your appetite. Help suppress your appetite with Reductor from Fat Blaster.
0: Say suppress appetite again. Say it. Say suppress appetite. Say reduce hunger. Say suppress appetite. This, there are maybe, this is like the cat in the hat of ads. <laughs> there are maybe seven words used in the entire <laughs> ad. One of them is made up because it's reductor. The others are suppress appetite, less hunger... And control snacking. I could I just couldn't believe how crazily repetitive it was.
1: And also the boldness of like, well, you enjoy watching the show about food, so you're obviously a fat bastard. Now, why don't you take these tablets before you eat your weight in chocolate, you fat mother. Whatever.
0: Terrible. And Mm. the name as well. Reductor. Reductor. So I just I I remembered I didn't I didn't come across this. I was in another room. (laughs) I was in another room. Lindell had to pause it. Call me in from the other room because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. So and so, props the- to Lindel for uh, for for pointing this out. Thanks,
1: Lindel. The, also, the faux kind of. Si- I'm wearing a jacket, so I'm I know things, and I'm talking in a science way. No, you oh, know what?
0: Oh, there's there's a phrase based on scientific research or something. Yeah. No. Or scientifically researched, but not shown to be successful necessarily. It's just yeah. researched. Mm.
1: Well, I read a science book once, and I made this thing for fat people. So, oh, sciency,
0: yeah, science
1: tastic. Nicely done. Mm, yeah, miserable kind of stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I don't buy it.
1: I'm <laughs> postman. I
3: have a letter. Did
1: you read it. You're a godsend. Saviour. No,
0: I'm, I'm just the postman. The
3: postman. The postman. The postman.
0: Brenda, would you like to read out the first letter from Trudy?
2: Oh, yes. Just, <laughs> just let me get my Trudy voice on. Um, Trudy's older than I thought. Yeah, Ben Mendelssohn on Girls, WTF exclamation mark times 10.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, nice. So that uh, that, that, that came up last, last Monday. Uh, yeah, pretty- just
2: as I was
1: watching it, I got that email and I was like, yes, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> so good. He's looking pretty rough, huh?
0: Well, I saw him recently in uh, in a film called uh, Killing Them Softly where he was pretty much exactly the same character. Oh, but
1: um, he was in Batman and he wasn't.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's uh He scrubs
1: up alright, Desmondo. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, but he also plays a filthy bastard really, really well. Oh, uh,
1: Animal was... Kingdom! I'm still, oh, I still I... feel fear in my heart. Which I
0: I've still never seen. Oh, you totally have mm. to. Brett, uh, would you would you care to uh, read out the letter from uh, Liam? Hi, I
3: love your work, but I have one problem. There's been nothing for too long. I miss you, and I need you. Any idea when you're going to have your next podcast released? Thanks, Liam.
0: Last week, Liam. Yeah. A lot of uh, a, a lot of <laughs> listeners sound like Brett
1: interesting, isn't a lot, it? A lot
0: of the women listeners sound like Brett as well.
1: Wow, it creeps me out a little
0: yeah, bit. So last week is uh, is when we're going to come back, Liam. It'll definitely so just, be up last week. It'll de- yeah, listen out for it. Yep. It should be ready around last Thursday. Mm-hmm.
1: And when will this one be ready?
0: It'll be a week after last Thursday. Yeah, a week after last Thursday yeah. and probably just before you started listening to it.
1: And the final email is from Kat Cutter. Hey, Boxcutters. I don't know anyone in real life who gets up-to-date TV from the interwebs and watches them on their magic box. So when I'm excited about TV, I have to come and tell you about it. Good stuff, little lady. Have you seen Utopia? It's weird and ominous and compelling. I am loving it. Best regards, Cat. P.S. When do I get to call myself Cat Box Cutter? Hey, hey, hey! Or is that the kind of thing that is bestowed upon you? I like to think of myself as Cat Box Cutter when listening to the podcast. It's like a family of people who love to me. Aww, aww.
0: You, you have always been Cat Box Cutter.
1: To us, you've always been... cat. You were been born... Been. It's on your birth certificate. Yeah, you should check it out. It's
0: on your boxcars birth certificate. Have you
1: guys watched Utopia?
0: I've watched the first episode and then I went overseas, forgot about it, read Cat's email and went, oh, I have to go back and watch the rest of it because the first episode was amazing. <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck,
1: barbecue. It is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like... You know what it is? It's like Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror was like a one note thing and this is like a symphony. Ooh, yeah,
0: in the face. Yeah, that's really that's 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 some truth bombs you're dropping there. It's truth. That's uh, it stabbed me in the kidney a little bit.
1: Well, I watch. I I was interested in Black Mirror, but you know, yeah, I could have thought of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I also I could have thought of cling wrap, I didn't, and now someone else is probably Mr. Glad but is famous this, for it.
1: But this, I could not.
0: Right this, yeah, re- this requires
1: some artistry.
0: It is. This is. This is video game level complexity storytelling, yeah,
1: and also just it even has its own visual language as well. Like uh, the color, I don't know. They've just upped the contrast on it, but well, it's amazing. Why
0: don't we do a full review of it next time you're on, Courtney? All
1: right,
0: and uh, and I'll, I'll watch the rest of it. Brett, it sounds like you've already seen the rest of it. Uh, no,
3: I oh. like you. I, I watched the first episode, and then you went to China, and
0: then. And
3: uh, and didn't remember to go back to it. Right, but uh, it's it's just a little late part of the series. Six, and they're all out. Six, six, but they're all out. They're all available. Yep. Uh, So yeah, looking forward to that. um,
1: It gives me the same uh, stressful feelings that New Breaking Bad does. Mm. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh, tension, but can't stop. So I will be very intrigued to hear what you both think about it.
0: If you have a letter to send to Box Cutters, you can, like everyone there did, just click on the. Contact boxcutters link at the top of the website at boxcutters.net. Or you can always email us hooray at boxcutters.net. That's H O O R A Y. Do
1: it. I it, love getting your emails, it makes me happy. Or
0: send us physical packages. Where, where can
3: they send I, that to, well, Brett? <laughs> uh, PO Box 2145, Brunswick
0: East, Victoria 3057, care of 3 R.
1: Yeah, we like presents.
0: Yeah, so if, if uh, that, that goes into Brett's pigeonhole. Yep. So uh, if you want to write Brett Cropley on there just in case but someone... But then inside or, or just write my name on it. Might, write you.
1: my name on the inside yeah, so right. Brett knows that he can't just keep it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always for Courtney. Mm. If you watch one. I may have foreshadowed this earlier, but uh, if I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be Mr. and Mrs. Murder on television so that I can actually see what it's meant to be like. Goodness. Wednesday nights, 8.30 on Channel 10. You'll get more ads.
1: Yeah, but he won't have to click through six different things. You can just put it on I'm and then mute the ads. And
0: mute the ads. Or I could just record it on my uh, on my hard drive recorder and then just fast forward through the ads. Mm-hmm. I could do any number of those things. And then I, then I get to see whether or not... Uh, whether or not an, a scene just stops halfway through a sentence in order for ads, if that is by design. It didn't seem like it. No. Channel 10, you're so shit.
1: I'm intrigued to know who wrote that now. I'm going to have to go look that up because I was sure that it was Sean McAuliffe.
0: If only we had someone in the studio who could like look stuff up. But that would never. We'd never get that. We'd never
1: get that. You no, know, it'll never catch on. No. This week, I am watching, and as per usual, I'm watching it on the magic of the interwebs. Sorry to you, law-abiding citizens. I have been watching. Who's Laura? <laughs> dad, that's a dad joke. Yeah, shut up. I've been watching uh, a little show. You might have heard of it. It's called Nashville. So, now, I I know I know that
0: you are mad for Mrs. Coach Taylor, but Nashville's just shit, isn't it?
1: No, it's not that bad, although I am just mainlining it. I am just, like, watching episode after episode. And, you know, it's a bit soapy in parts. But there's singing. I like singing. There's country and western singing.
0: It seems a bit more realistic than Smash as well.
1: Yeah, Smash is just terrible. Like, Smash, there's no... I'm watching that too. Smash, there's no (laughs) insight into, like, maybe you could say this line because your character would do that or somebody in the world might do that not well we would like this plot to happen so we have to get this person to say that (laughs) it's terrible
0: right so so what episode of nashville are you up to
1: uh i'm up to about episode eight and i think it's almost up to episode 15 right so i'll probably be about done tomorrow or the next day
0: (laughs) good good
3: so you're calling in sick then yeah yeah right (laughs) I was uh, talking to a friend of mine with kids uh, over the week and uh, mentioned something that we covered lay, uh, late last year um, that I thought was all going to be happening before summer. But uh, we're now up to episode four of Steampunks.
1: What even is that?
3: Steampunks
0: on ABC3, Paul Verhoeven's. It's Paul Verhoeven's show.
3: Oh,
1: okay.
0: It's, uh, it's Paul Verhoeven being very bloody animated. Oh. Uh, it <laughs> sounds but, stressful to me. But this time, this time with children.
1: <laughs> As opposed to, yeah, all right, sure.
0: Um,
3: so that's on Saturdays and Sundays, 4.35 on Saturday, yeah, 5.25 on Sunday. In the morning
1: or the night? In afternoon. the afternoon. Oh, or, that makes sense.
3: Yes, when ABC3
0: Kids is on the hour.
1: Oh, okay.
0: If you have one thing to watch, you can send that to your television. Cherry, <laughs> <laughs> cherry, 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 On oh, top.
1: Wow, how long have you had that one, guys? Week. It's <laughs> time for uh, cherry on top with the uh, Brenna courtney Glazebrook. Wow. Hello.
2: Hi, hey, little lady. How are you all? Oh, Excited that tops. you're here. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you yeah. so much. I just did a little bit of googling yeah. of the Mister and Mrs. Murder. Thanks, it true. is written by Sean McAuliffe. Ha It's written oh. by Sean McAuliffe and Jason Stevens. Stephen, oh, Stephen. from, from, from the, the D-Gen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, excellent, excellent TV producer now.
2: Yeah. yeah so he's the executive producer on uh, on this show and Sean's the associate producer. Yeah, but that's
0: not writing it though. Like who created it?
2: No, no, they... That's, they created they, they,
0: it. Oh, they created it together. Yeah. And then because... And then so yeah, they're the producers
2: was, and they also wrote it. Right. Yeah.
0: It was impossible to see the credits on... Because what I didn't mention <laughs> on this Channel 10 thing is that when you blow it up to full screen, it is... So full of artefact It is such a terrible signal coming through just oh. a low, low, low resolution It's like watching it an eight bit Yeah, so you have in to Mario watch it In Mario World You have to watch it in a tiny, tiny screen If you want any semblance of, That's of resolution
1: actually a problem I have with um, Watching like digital television um, I have a set-top box But the reception is so bad It's just like, it's too stressful mm. So I, that is actually a reason I don't watch a lot of television live because,
0: ugh. Yeah. Who he needs, he needs that stress in their life? <sighs> Not me.
2: And you know what's annoying about that Channel 10 thing is that if you finish watching the six parts of that episode, it'll just go on to the next one if you don't physically turn oh. it off and then you get the first part of the episode before it, you're like, I've already covered this. What is this? I already oh. know what Glee you're singing in this episode. It's <laughs> done. Glee. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that Channel 10 thing is really annoying. it's terrible. So, mm. Obviously... I or bust. Yeah. Um, I really liked hearing you talk about girls, Courtney. Um, yes. I feel like we have the same opinions. I feel.
0: you <laughs> were going to th- say vagina. Yeah, like
2: yeah that's same, we have <laughs> the same
1: vagina. You can't just. Yeah, that's like, you can't say that, Josh. What?
2: <laughs> you can't we're say that like on a, television. You're Having
1: like a conversation about a TV show, which is like you know, like we're having a feminist bonding moment. You're like, yeah, they're talking about each
2: other's vaginas. We're not. <laughs>
0: No no no, like you shared one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Two, body, up, two bodies on a vagina. Anyway. Up. Um and it did it just that episode with Patrick Wilson when she was in that onesie and it was just so <laughs> ill fitting and I just it, it just it just makes me cringe thinking about all the things that I've worn. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I used to hang out with girls who would go to op shops and buy stuff <laughs> and then rip them up oh. and wear them. And they thought it looked really cool and I wanted to be cool like them, so I used to do the same thing and it just my skin crawls and I think about what I wore um when I was a teenager and and, you know I'm 28 now and I'm only just finding my own style so literally
1: it was like two years ago that I went all like every dress that I like is for a body shape that is not mine yeah like it's it's a particular body shape it's not mine yeah and I have spent Twenty eight, twenty-nine years trying to like, why doesn't it fit? Because it's never gonna yeah. fit. <laughs> Ever. I only worked this out like a year ago.
2: And when you work it out, everything, <laughs> everything starts. Is so much better. So much better. Yeah, so true. Um okay. so, See, chicks be liking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> boys and dresses and dresses and boys. Um I, I was doing a bit of research into um female written television mm. um joshie suggested designing women which looks like an early ages golden girls which is amazing (laughs) Mm. um and yeah so i was thinking you know there's girls there's sex in the city there's 30 rock even though it's it's not by a woman for a woman essentially because there's Mm. male characters Mm. but um and the united states of tara with diablo cody that was
1: such a good show the third season of that was amazing. I have
0: to, I have to watch the third season. Do you,
1: know, do you know what it was? It was like the three different seasons were like just completely different shows.
0: And so I have to watch the third season because you've told me it's excellent yep. and the other two I don't need to watch. No. Uh, and the reason the reason I suggested Designing Women over mm-hmm. Sex in the City, Brenna, is because Designing Women was created by a woman but Sex and the City was created by Darren Starr.
1: Oh, I see. And also
2: written mostly by gay men yep <laughs> <laughs> well, they know us so well, yeah um, Aren't they darling I just um so I just started to do some research into that, and then there's quite a lot of articles on um even though you know there's a lot of like, oh girls women are doing amazingly, and yada yada, there's mm. still not a lot of female comedy writers, mm. um which I just find so strange cause, you know being involved in a comedy environment in Australia, and I found an article on Jezebel, but I also found one on um the grindstone and um and it just sort of has a brief summary of um of female writers in the big late night television um like jimmy fallon and and uh, uh Conan O'Brien and that's look I'm just going to stop waffling and I'm going to read it out for you (laughs) Um, so this is what I found in the article quote unquote last year Jezebel wrote an article that addressed the issue of the lack of female writers in the world of late night comedy shows Chelsea Handler had the most with five female writers and five male writers very diplomatic Mm -hmm. uh, followed by Saturday Night Live with four female writers out of a staff of 16 then the numbers get really sad Jon Stewart has two out of 13 Jimmy Fallon has two out of 15 Jimmy Kimmel has 1 out of 10, and she is also his girlfriend. Craig Ferguson has 1 out of 10, and she is his sister. Conan O'Brien has 1 out of 15. Stephen Colbert has 1 out of 16. Jay Leno has 1 out of 20. And Bill Maher has no women on his staff of nine writers. The Late Show with David Letterman made history in July 2011 when it hired Jenna Friedman as, a second, as its second female writer it was the first time in the history of the show that two female writers were ever on the payroll. It's that just crazy. makes my heart hurt. Yeah,
1: I know. It's true though, but it's, it's the same here. I, I applied for a TV writing job once and was told, yeah, but we don't hire women permanently because we had one once It didn't work out. Oh. You know, in our lifetime. <laughs> but that, it's interesting because I remember reading that on Jezebel and uh, then John Stewart actually responded to it oh, yeah. with this photo of, like, here's all my production staff. They're all women, so I can't be. <laughs> oh, no. Well, and this, is,
0: this, this is true of, of television. Production staff are predominantly women mm-hmm. where writers are predominantly men. Mm. And they're... Uh, th- there is something about uh, about gender bias where we assume one is going to be better at a job than, than another, mm. and uh, and it is harder to get a production job as uh, as a man in Australia on like variety television mm. because that is seen as uh, as Weird. a women's job it, mm. it, in that kind of way. It's it is it is an odd it is an odd situation that uh, needs to be
1: but then it, it, it needs
0: it needs to be addressed and there, there needs, needs to, be, to be more
1: than just addressing as oh we, we recognise that this is a thing there needs to be some kind of hey you know like this is what needs to be done about it like here is how you are you know you positively look for more women and you encourage that and you do something about it as opposed to yeah we agree it's a problem but which is, seems to be what happens like in the last 10 years we admit that it's not really great, but, you know, let's quibble about how that happens more than do something about it. Because when I – my writing course, there would have been like two or three guys in every class, Mm -hmm. all the rest are women. So how does that go? (laughs) Like it it astonishes me how it goes from that level of, you know, at the bottom this many women are engaging in it and want to do it and are learning how to do it. And then when it comes to the paid jobs and the professional level, it's just nuts.
0: And uh, it's it, it is bizarre. I, I, I have no I have no answers for it, and I can't. Uh, and, no, give me not
2: answers, Josh. <laughs> that's why i bought it up, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you I want demand a much bigger segment. You, <laughs> you, <want,
0: laughs> you want you want answers? I'll, I'll give you answers. Do men, not
2: say kitchen or babies.
0: Men are scum and chicks aren't funny. There are your answers. No one wins.
2: No one wins. You know who does win, though? Reductor. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are so gross. I went into their website to check them out, and um, and I saw they don't, they can't even do the layout right. This is this is this is in the um, what is Reductor section, and then in capitals it says "Dining can be hard!" Exclamation <laughs> mark, and then it says "Trying to eat less can be difficult." Oh, patronising oh face. Everyone has a favourite food your snack so staying disciplined new line and achieving your <laughs> diet can be really hard reducing your hunger can make dieting easier what, what, what? <laughs> so i thought what about people who want to like in in inflate a little bit more i, I thought I'd, I'd find some some calorie laden snacks nice. that we might try out after the show <laughs> i found the quadruple bypass burger from arizona mm. um it's uh it's yeah. The canyon, uh, the Grand Canyon State, takes cele- celebrating fatty foods to a whole new level at the Heart Attack Grill. <laughs> Didn't somebody just die there? Yes. The guy who, the was, guy who was the mascot. It. No, he wasn't the
1: owner. He went there so much. They're like, "You're our mascot. We love you." Oh, and wow. then he died of a heart attack.
2: Oh wow, this That's is just natural why selection. Why yeah. Patrons weighing over three hundred and fifty pounds eat for free. <laughs> um, How do you check that on the scales, fatty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the quadruple bypass burger, estimated by some to be worth um, 8,000 calories, (gasps) uh, includes four beef patties, eight slices of cheese, tomato, onions, (gasps) sauce on a bun – and then I found, um, I found a Domino's Oreo cookie pizza. Oh. Say what? 32 grams of fat, 960 calories and a bacon mug. So essentially <laughs> they've molded a mug out of smushed cookies and then filled it up with cheese and then wrapped it in bacon so it's in the shape of the mug. So, you know... My heart is slowing down just hearing about it. (laughs) I just had a heart murmur. Um, So, you know, stuff reductive, stuff dieting. Let's all go out and get ourselves a bacon mug. Let's chub on. And let's get our chub on. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it means taking a chubby, I'll suck, suck it, up. it up. Um and just on a personal note, I we had Ben Mendelson oh, Josh's Josh has just gone into fetal position. Um Ben Mendelssohn, Mendo. Mendo Mendo. Um, I just realized, guys, no, I haven't made out with him. Surprise, surprise. Oh. <laughs> Although I would've liked to have. Um through my Ben Mendelssohn connections, I'm now three degrees. Away from Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper Because oh. I'm mates with Dan Wiley Who is in Love My Way yep. Who's mates with Mendo And Mendo's just in a film with Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper So there you go. who's got two thumbs And is very close to marrying Gosmeister This, this lady, lady I'm pointing to myself Not <laughs> Have, me so it's so is, oh. and, you,
0: and you haven't made out with any of those people? No Well then you're clearly not trying to get to Ryan Gosling <laughs> are you? Because as we've discovered before That's the only way women can get ahead
1: literally yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they're not hang on so where's where's my list men
1: are scum Women are aren't, aren't funny and also whores
0: and also yeah. whores men need something else now as well men need a, a bad thing so that's, that way it's even so i don't want to i don't want to, don't want to appear sexist uh, douchebags Just, men are yeah.
2: dumb butts yeah. yeah they are yeah
0: men are totally dumb butts <laughs> all right good now we're even
2: Thanks. And that's how you
1: achieve gender equality, box cutters. Thanks, Brenna. Hey, thanks, everyone. Oh, Brenna. It's so good that you're here. Oh, stop it.
0: Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Dumb. As women in comedy, this mm. whole chicks aren't funny thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever get sick of that?
1: <laughs> it's, it is March. It's time for us to talk about this again. The. Because that's—I
0: I, think—that's a large part of why women aren't getting the writing jobs—is because perception. Th- there is a perception that women are not funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, clearly they are. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: they just need to e- express it more or be more forceful about it or something to make people realise it.
1: Well, it's, no, but it's the thing is, like, it's the same as, it's the same as anything. It's an emotional thing that somebody has. Some people feel, and no matter how rationally you prove it to them, it doesn't matter. They're just gonna. Some people are always gonna think that. So it doesn't matter how hilarious I am. If you don't think women are funny, you're not. You're gonna say, "Oh, you're you're alright," but other. Fe- I get that a lot. You're pretty funny, but other female comedians, they're terrible.
0: Ah, oh, right.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, what would you like to go and see this show? Ah, uh, I don't. I don't go and see. I don't think women are funny. Like it's. It's not that. It's not that we can do anything about it other than keep doing the thing that we do and hope that more people eventually get the point. But what's frustrating is I have to be funny and then I have to try and convince people that it is possible for me to be funny or teach them how inappropriate it is for them to discriminate against me on my gender, whereas men can just be funny. I don't have to do any of that shit.
0: I think a, a, another problem is that men think men are funny even when they're not. Yes. And men think that they themselves are funny when they're especially not.
1: Yeah. Well, it's that other thing. Was it Richard Dawkins that had that whole essay about... No, Christopher Hitchens. That whole uh, thing. Yeah. All it's those idiots so look alike. Them. Yeah. All those old white guys who have opinions. Shut up. Um, but was saying about how, you know, like, uh, when, when women talk about I'd like someone to be funny... I want to be with someone who is funny, what they mean is I want a man who is funny, who tells jokes and I can laugh at them. When men say I want to be with someone who has a sense of humour, they mean I want to be with someone who will laugh at my jokes. Because, you know, inherently, as um, Hitchens was trying to assert in his ridiculous essay, um, men find it, you know, um, it's, it's almost castrating when women laugh at them because they're trying to impress women all the time. And women have all the power. So if women are funny as well, then that's just confronting.
0: Right. Right. I need to rethink my relationship.
1: With Christopher Hitchens? No.
0: No, no, no. Because Lyndall is hilarious.
1: She is. She's golden.
0: And uh, and I didn't realise until now that that's not what I want.
1: Well, no. And that, that, that it makes you less of a man it if makes she's le- funny.
0: If she's funny, it makes yeah. me less of a man. So... Yeah. I need to yeah,
1: because there's no. It's not possible for like you to be funny and me to be funny as well. Like, no. might, whoa, the world would explode. Hey, uh, Brett,
0: what are you, what are you doing on uh, Saturday the twenty third of March at, uh, at midday? Actually, I'm free. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Do you want to go and see this thing at uh, at Acme uh, with uh, uh, it's it's live in the studio, which yep. Box Cutters has done. But they're doing they're it. On always a, they're always good value. are doing it on a, on a Saturday afternoon at twelve p.m. I don't yeah. know if they've changed the date. Gen- generally, or if this is a, a, a special, maybe for mid- is midsummer over? Yes. Did, did I miss that? Yeah, you was, did. I was in it's China for a couple of weeks it. ago, mate. Right. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. So, the 23rd of March. Live in the studio, queering the small screen part two. Box cutters own John Richards. Oh, excellent. Going yeah. to be a part of it, so you can no, get I tickets. Part today. one. Will that matter? I, th- I, th- I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll matter. I think. I think it's like enlightened. Right, uh, that that t- is it called Enlightened? Yep. That TV yep. show. With
1: Everyone's yep. talking yep. about that at the moment. Yeah, I, I watched the first
0: episode of season two. And it was it was okay. I watched the first episode of season one. And I thought, eh. Okay. First so you episode cut of season to two. second two. So just just ran straight to two because that's what I was told to do. Yeah. And, uh And so f- first episode of uh, season two was was okay, interesting. I quite like Mike White as a as as a writer. I don't so, know who
1: that is? But okay. Uh,
0: he wrote School of Rock.
1: Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. And he was a contestant in the Amazing Race with his dad.
1: Okay. Sure. It sounds like something you'd like.
0: You'll know him from that. So yeah, I like him mostly because he was in the Amazing Race. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we'll we'll cover. I think we'll cover season two uh, in a few weeks, or maybe even next week with uh, with Glenn Peters. We'll we'll see how we go. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, so it's like Enlightened. You just start, just start with the second one. All
3: right, excellent. So that's Saturday
0: fortnight. Yeah, Saturday, March 23rd yeah. at Acme. Tickets are on sale now. We'll have a link on the Boxcutters site. Excellent. That brings us to the end of Boxcutters episode 331. I want to say thanks to everyone who wrote in. You can always send hey. us letters to hooray at boxcutters.net. And
2: until
1: next week,
0: my name is Josh Canal.
1: His name is Josh Canal. I'm Courtney
2: Hockey. I'm Brenna courtney
3: and I continue to be Brett Cropley Thanks for listening to Boxcutters Catch us again next week Same bat time Same bat
0: channel And hey, let's be careful out there
1: Cutters is produced by josh canal with brett crockley and john richards and help from courtney hocking and dave lawson john richards edited this episode peter wilson from soup giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff he's good that way we'd like to thank three triple the greatest radio station in the world for letting us use their studios to record this podcast find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 fm if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. Hey
0: Brett, because I just tune out when Courtney's speaking. I know, it's hard. And, uh, and I, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Do we say in those end credits that people can donate to the show uh, if, if it's important to them and they can just give us a, a little bit of money? Uh, there's a donate link on the on the blog that people can click on and either just donate like $2 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, $10 mm-hmm. a month, mm-hmm. or just a, a one-off uh, using, using PayPal. They can do that and then that money goes towards keeping the show going because we can Covering actually costs. It, it, cover, it covers our costs for our servers and the like Doing that. does does courtney mention it because i didn't i, I just I'm kind of tuned sure. out. It's, it's like white noise yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah hey guys what are you up to oh hi nothing what so nice to see you so good to be here we were just uh, we were just talking about it? our funny uncle
3: hi this is pete smith you've been listening to or have just missed box gutters